You're listening to Beyond the Chart, where we go off the record with Baton Rouge General's medical elite. I'm your host, Brogan Taj. Let's get charting. Welcome back to Beyond the Chart. It's your host, Brogan, here to wish you a happy holidays. We know the holidays might not be merry and bright for everyone. So we brought Dr. Katie Fetzer and Dr. Mary Catherine Gastonell from the Wellness Studio on the podcast. They're here to talk about managing and navigating holiday stress. All right. Welcome to the podcast, ladies. How are y'all doing today? Good. Doing well. Thank you for having us. This is our first two-person podcast, so it's exciting. (laughs) Exciting. I know. It's just more energy. All right. You want to introduce yourselves? Tell our audience about you. Sure, I can go first. My name is Dr. Mary Catherine Gastonell, and I am co-owner and co-founder of The Wellness Studio, which is a mental health counseling practice here in Baton Rouge. Yep, and I'm Dr. Katie Fetzer, also um, co-owner and founder with Dr. Gastonell of The Wellness Studio here in Baton Rouge. Awesome. We just repeated ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Are y'all both from um, Baton Rouge? No, New Orleans. New Orleans, mm-hmm. awesome. And what brought y'all to Baton Rouge? Work actually brought me here in 2010. Awesome. Yeah, I went you? to a school we don't mention. I went to Alabama. For <laughs> oh, so, yeah. yeah, I was waiting for her to say it. <laughs> it's okay. My husband went to Mississippi State, so, yeah. you know, got to spread the love around. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. And yeah. I'm born and raised Baton Rouge. Awesome. Yep. You went to LSU? I did. Okay. Yes, LSU for undergrad and then UNO for doc program. Awesome. So tell us a little about the wellness studio. Yeah. Yeah, so the wellness studio was founded in 2011, which... Uh, I think makes us all officially old at this point. We just had our 11-year <laughs> birthday. Um, and it's primarily outpatient mental health services. Uh, we specialize really kind of in in providing general therapy. However, our clinicians that we have on staff can range in the areas of focus from depression, anxiety, trauma, grief. Um, I myself focus on psychosocial oncology, which is um, people that are impacted by cancer, and um, we recently launched an IOP, which is an intensive outpatient program about a year ago that focuses on people with cancer or people with chronic illness um, and their family members as well. Yeah, that's about it. I mean, the only thing I would add is that all of our clinicians are trained to diagnose and treat mental health illnesses or disorders, um, but also just assist with helping people to navigate just the throes of life that can kind of really take the wind out of our sails sometimes yeah um and yeah we're growing and awesome I love to hear it all right so I think we're here today to kind of talk about we have the holidays coming up so we're going to talk about kind of holiday stress managing navigating Mm -hmm. this time um so what are some things y'all see that people get stressed out about during the holidays yeah it's such a great question I think that um the holidays can bring about a lot to the surface that was maybe already there brewing mm-hmm. underneath. Um, and before we, you know, jump into that, I just want to always say this when we're speaking on podcasts and, and whatnot, but any contents that Dr. Gassanel and I discuss, we don't want to be mistaken for uh, psychotherapy or counseling services. And it's of course not intended to replace or serve as a substitute. So we're more so just providing general education on the topic. So just wanted to throw that out there. Um, but yeah, the holidays are a time that really just over the course of history have, especially in our culture and where we live currently, um, can bring about a lot of stress for a lot of individuals and families um, for various reasons. But um, one of the things that we see a lot during this time is a lot of 
um, turmoil and family dynamics and family conflict that seems to be heightened during the holiday times Mm -hmm. because you're bringing a lot of um, families either together or they might be apart, but nonetheless, it might be unresolved conflict that over time um, has kind of been buried. And then the conflicts can tend to kind of come to the surface. What which isn't always a bad thing necessarily. I think sometimes it's a good thing because it triggers people to then get help and visit some of these issues that they needed to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And uh, to kind of piggyback on what she's saying, I think the holidays is a great time for us to kind of reevaluate and manage our expectations of the holidays. People, Mm -hmm. it's always this kind of like tradition versus kind of new dynamics in your life. And how do you merge the two? And, um, you know, because within the course of 365 days, so many different things can change about your life. And then that kind of comes to a head at the end of the year when you have this traditional aspect of what the holidays should Mm -hmm. look like or feel like but your life's changed um, yeah. for for better or for for you know a little bit more adversal so it's um it's just something to kind of be mindful of and aware of going into the holidays of like how are my traditions or how has my life changed and how is that going to impact how I feel about the holidays yeah for sure yeah I mean I, did. I don't know if you had, <laughs> like you had something you wanted to add always <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding um no I, I just was thinking about just as a world too you know, we have our own individual selves, you know, that we um, have to figure out how we play a role within the holiday season. But then we also have the world that we have to live in. Yeah. Um, and for me, it's always a good reminder that when we bring it back to truth and meaning and the why behind the holidays, it can always really help us to look at, at it as a measuring stick of how we are managing expectations or um what we're focusing on I guess too um so really kind of just like the why behind the behind the holidays so like what does that mean for an individual for a family for a culture that's going to vary across many um obviously geographically but for us here locally it's going to vary across families and individuals um and I think when each person remembers what their why is for the holidays it can help be kind of an anchor through the storm that can come about yeah what would y'all say your why is for the holidays I mean this might sound like it's the cliche thing to say but I really think family yeah um you know just to it's a time to kind of celebrate appreciate remember um we've had some loss specifically Mm -hmm. this past year I lost my Mm -hmm. dad and so I think the holidays for us is going to be more about coming together with those who are still here yeah remembering him um and just honoring traditions yeah, that, yeah, yeah. you know, remind us of him. So um, it, it, that might sound cliche, but no, really is that for me, it's family. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I absolutely, you know, would agree with that. And for me, it's it's definitely boils down to truth and meaning. I'm a spiritual person. Mm-hmm. So obviously it's going to depend on what holiday we're celebrating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're certainly talking about right now, this time of year, uh, Christmas. So the whole meaning of Christmas for me as a practicing you know spiritual person and Christian would be just the whole point of why we have Christmas in the first place Mm -hmm. right Um, you mentioned grief just now mm -hmm. I I feel like that's a big stressor for people during the holidays what's your advice to people I think yeah it's well I think you just have to breathe through Mm -hmm. it um and remember that I um I lost my first husband 14 years ago today's his birthday actually he would have been 42 yeah (laughs) happy birthday Drew happy birthday Drew um and so uh I've you know I've I've remember those first bout of holidays, Mm -hmm. um, feeling, you know, a little bit this high because so many people were reaching out or, or 
connecting with me and I felt very supported. And it was the couple years after that that get a little bit harder and you feel more isolated in your grief. Um, and then, you know, this year we're, we've lost my dad. So mm-hmm. it's kind of starting that process all over again, but really it's just for people to be very gentle on mm-hmm. themselves. You have to, right. You have to navigate through a holiday, whichever holiday day mm-hmm. that might be. Right. I know we have Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up, right. but um, just really honoring your own feelings. They're very valid. Um, and if that means kind of spending time with yourself or spending time with those that are in your support system and balancing that, but just to be, to breathe and just take it step by step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Could not agree with you more. I think it's also everything that we're saying is so much easier said than done. Oh, you know, so right, anyone. Right. I mean, that's with anything. In with life. anything, <laughs> yeah. right? And I find that, like, if we remind ourselves, like, the world we're living in in this digital age, um, I find at this time, like, digital self care to be so important, so that we can process things like you're talking about, like right. grief without this lens of distraction or bombardment that's yeah. coming at us. Right. And I feel like now at times, especially during the holidays we're even more bombarded with reminders for buying or purchasing that, you know, consumerism, materialism. Explain what you mean by digital self-care. Yeah. So it really, honestly, what it means is you taking control rather than letting the digital world control you. And Mm -hmm. so it, for, it might look different for each person, but for some, it might be choosing not to check their phone or emails until a certain window, dedicated window of the Mm day, um, or choosing not like making your own shopping list instead of, scrolling and let the shopping list choose because you see an ad. Um, So really making sure to have those, what we call like digital boundaries. And then additionally, making sure that you're managing how much time you're spending on different media platforms. It could be, yeah, doesn't have to be social media, but of course that's one we think of. Um, It could be TV, it could be television, um, like I said, or other media platforms. Um, Just really managing how much of that, because really a lot of people, forget that we are our brains and the way that we are programmed, we start to become what we think and what we absorb. Um, so much like eating and much like, um, our brain health is very much affected by what we see and what we hear every day. Um, Mm -hmm. and so the more we spend time on, um, those platforms. Yeah. Here we are on a podcast, yeah. and I'm right. telling it's you, right. Tell you this no. doesn't count. You can listen to podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, I I love that you're you're saying this though. It's such a good reminder because we it becomes osmosis. We we yeah. pick up our phones or we mm-hmm. turn on the TV so it's the easily. first thing I do when yeah. I wake up in the morning is look at my phone. Yeah, and just to, even if you're taking small breaks from that, right? Mm-hmm. I think could be really powerful. Yes, and I'm thinking about holidays right now. Like mm-hmm. holiday photos might be mm-hmm. triggering for some that have lost yeah. um, or have felt like an unexplainable pressure to mm-hmm. to do, do certain things right. but yeah. based on what they're seeing. So I feel like, Oh it's yeah. I feel like I see stuff all the time that I'm like, Oh, all well, of us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I need that on my mantle. We oh, all I do. need, I need the tree to look like that. Right. Yeah. Yes. And I, we all do the same thing. Yeah. Um, it can be very tempting to, f- to spend or to yeah. uh, focus on the material things, which again, that holiday time when we remember our why, mm-hmm. which each of our, and all of our whys are going to look different mm-hmm. culturally, right. spiritually, um, but if we remember what that is, it's usually the why behind the holidays rarely should be materialistic. And right. we, all, yeah. we all can agree on that. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's good to remember that. Yeah. And I think when you do remember your why, it kind of it kind of snaps you out of that digital coma that we can get into yeah. really easily. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Um, so you kind of just mentioned um, fin- the financial part of right. the holidays. Is, right. I'm assuming that is a big stressor for a lot of people. It is. Yes. And a lot of the times over the course of us practicing, Dr. Gastonel can jump in here too. But a lot of the times 
the pressure that the individual is experiencing is a lot related to external pressures um, that have then come and become internal. So external meaning mm-hmm. someone mentioned something or they see something that somebody else is going through. And so there's this comparing that happens and comparing can be the devil. I mean, it really can hurt us because if we're constantly comparing to what others have or don't have, we then create this pressure to meeting these marks and then financially we're not able to. And so right. it becomes this internal. Yeah. And I think just financially this year has been harder for people with inflation. Right. And uh, so yes. um, I think everybody's feeling it no mm-hmm. matter where you are in exactly, an economic yeah. spectrum. And so, um, you know, really maybe it's, it's, you know, being very mindful and intentional about a budget and trying to stick to that, mm-hmm. which I know it can be really hard and really tempting, but really think about what's going back to your why, what's important for you. Um, right. And what's important for your, for yourself, your mm-hmm. family. Um, and then, and what's the truth of yeah. your situation? You know, yeah. if, you, if the truth of your financial situation is grim, it's okay. Mindfully face that. Right. And mm-hmm. if you, if, if it means reaching out to a therapist, because that is truly a hard thing to do. But I think that first step is facing the truth of what yeah. your financial situation is, no matter what it is. Um, and then moving from that place of right. creating a plan from there. Right. Right. Yeah. And setting goals for yourself. Cause you're going to feel much more empowered when mm-hmm. you do that versus, you know, spending something you don't have or going into debt over something that when you really took a step back, yeah. you know, it, was it really purposeful? Was it really necessary? Um, and just, yeah. Trying to flesh that out because I think having a goal and a plan will make you feel more in control over something that's really out of our control. Mm-hmm. You know, inflation is not something we can right. rein in by ourselves. Yeah. No. And I, <laughs> of course my mind just went to kids. But that's what I was yeah. just thinking. That's what I was just thinking. <laughs> okay, so good. Because yeah. you yeah. want to be the best make Christmas it, for your yeah. kids. Yes. So. I was just thinking yeah. of that too and how much that pressure can increase because we look at our uh, children and we – sometimes it's really just like a cognitive distortion. Um, so a lot of what we do in therapy is helping people base their thoughts in truth and meaning. Mm-hmm. And sometimes over the course of time and living in a world of consumerism and materialism, we all can develop these just false beliefs about, yeah. you know, thinking our child should have something yeah, or, or right. need something that really they don't. I have a yeah, friend yeah. actually, uh, a friend that practices a tradition each holiday and no matter what's going on, they will only allow the child to have four different things. One is they give, the uh-huh. other is they receive. And then they, I can't remember what the other two are. One has meaning for the holiday. Like yeah. but each year they do the I've same thing. I've heard something like that. It's like something you need, something to yes. read. Right. Some, oh, I can't yeah, remember I the that. other. Four, it's four. I like love that. it. Yeah. Yes. And I think that's a great thing yeah. that we can all remind ourselves of because when it comes down to it, I think we're all um, victim to like the bombardment of consumerism yep. yeah. the same we all are mm-hmm. every single yeah. one of us and so it can tempt us to like fill our living rooms and yeah. trees with all these items and yeah. things when really we don't need it no yeah. and every every Christmas morning we look over and our kids are more excited to play with the box that something yeah. came in than the actual toy <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like right. we could have just gotten them the box when they're younger yeah, yeah. but I'll, I'll bring this back to my dad because it's meaningful and it's you know every Christmas morning after we had open presents he would roll up all the the wrapping paper into balls and we'd have a like a wrapping paper ball uh, fight or whatever yeah. so cute and that was what we look forward to the most so at the end of the day if you just have newspaper all yeah. that up. I right. that. Yeah. Like it's Is that something you moments. do with your kids now? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've kept it going. It's hilarious. And so that's 
Um, you know, I think it's, again, taking that step back and thinking like, okay, I want my child to have all these things, but why? What's the why behind exactly. that? Exactly. Yeah. You know? The truth and the meaning and the why. It really yeah. is the anchor through everything. Yeah. Uh, and it reminds me too of like branding a business, mm-hmm. you know, for example, a business has a mission statement. And if anything is not really aligning with that bi- with mm-hmm. that mission statement, we don't do, as a right. business, you yeah. don't do it for branding. Um, well, there's a, a book, I'm, uh, the name is escaping me, but it says the same thing for our families and for ourselves. Like we need our own mission statements. So that way we yeah. can help it to connect to our why and say no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. we just say yes so much too. That right. It can be, create this pressure. So yeah. like we were talking about kids and stuff and like it's a little easier when they're younger, but it's so much harder when they're older and right. somebody's getting an iPhone. And oh, yeah. like how do you have those conversations with those little bit older kids? Is it still explaining that why? Yeah. I, oh, for the older ones, I think more so than anything, it's a great opportunity to teach mm-hmm. them the why and mm-hmm. explain to them the reason for the decisions that you're making as a parent and letting them really invest and become a part of that so that they know they're an important member of the family. And it's important that they learn that message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's a book called Swimming Upstream written by a professor at LSU that um, is a colleague of mine and was also a um, professor of mine. But it's really great because it talks about how raising kids in a culture that is really honestly quite toxic. It can feel like you're swimming upstream when you're making those parenting decisions to say, no, you're not going to be on social media. No, you can't have a smartphone. Uh, It's going to feel like you're swimming upstream Mm -hmm. because the world is going to be doing the opposite. Um, So really going against the ways of the world sometimes is the way to go. It's just easier said than done, but it pays off in the long run. Right. I mean, yeah, they don't want to open up that teachable moment on Christmas morning, but it really is. It really (laughs) can be. Yeah. You know, but it really can be the biggest gift that you give them. Um, it's just communicating that and just know it's not going to be easy, but in the long run, um, they'll thank you for it. Awesome. Um, I think we kind of touched on this here and there, but I wanted to talk about like family dynamics and the holidays and stuff and how to manage that. Like I know, you know, sometimes like in-law tension and like there's in-law tension. uh, (laughs) Not for for me. What is that? You never heard different kind of and like how to merge those. <laughs> yeah. like it, it could be stressful to try oh, to yeah. merge uh-huh. two families, two yeah. families, absolutely and traditions and stuff. Absolutely, yes, I think that's a great point. I think um, again, this is one of those things. That everything that we're saying, we are very well aware mm-hmm. more than anyone that it's easier said than done. Oh, so, um, but think about the brain having to learn a new muscle with a lot of these things we're saying. So when I say, when we say things like remembering your why, it's going to take a conscious awareness and mindfulness. It might be writing a post-it on your mirror for a while, but you're building a new muscle in your mind and in your memory to help you serve through these things over time. And the one that I'll talk about in response to the family dynamics is remembering the why behind relationships to begin with. And it's love. Everything Mm -hmm. comes back to love and compassion. However, (laughs) <laughs> it yeah. isn't that easy. Family dynamics are sticky and they're spicy and it's yeah. challenging. Um, and so sometimes we have to remind ourselves, like, are we being loving to ourselves in this situation? And we, are we being loving to that other person? And if the answer to that is we don't know, maybe sometimes it's taking a step back until we can um, do something loving and compassionate. Um, sometimes the loving and compassionate thing to do is to take a break from individuals mm-hmm. a certain time or, you know, refocusing on what the kind of communication mm-hmm. is you're having with them. Yeah. Of course, in my mind, I'm thinking about, you know, when there's relationships that are toxic, you have to take a different stance. Mm-hmm. Um, but for those that can be manageable, 
um, and there's two parties involved when they're both agreeing to work on something together, then you can practice some of these things. Right. When there's things like abuse that's happening mm-hmm. and it's toxic, there's no compromise with yeah. somebody that's going through something like that. We would right. want you to get help immediately right. from a professional. Um, but generally speaking, in most relationships, when you can ask yourself that and then remembering to surrender control, knowing you can't control the other right. person. Um, again, focusing on your response instead of theirs yep. and what yeah. they'll say yeah. can be helpful. Yeah, I would I would agree wholeheartedly with that. Um, just the setting boundaries with those people, um, taking those breaks when mm-hmm. you need them. But really just we, we fall into this script of dialogue with people, especially mm-hmm. people that we don't have um, healthy relationships with. And so they're listening. We're, we're, you're kind of both listening to just respond to one another. But if you can kind of... Sh- shift up that script like if they say a you say b they say c you go all down the alphabet and nobody's listening mm-hmm. right um but if you if you generate a different response or you just give no response when they're they're definitely trying to bait you 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 shift that script and then people are listening to understand because wait this didn't just fall in the order in which i'm used to mm-hmm. how come um but you know if if that feels too heavy to even begin to start practicing during the holidays like Dr. Mm -hmm. Fetzer mentioned, obviously counseling is the best place to go to find that support and that healthy way to navigate how you communicate with those individuals. But then also, again, just kind of taking a step back from, Mm -hmm. from those people and and putting some boundaries in place about the amount of time you spend with them or even kind of where you sit at the table. Yeah. I I was about to say like, it's it's better to establish those boundaries like up Mm -hmm. front, especially I'm thinking about like families with like little kids and Mm -hmm. stuff. And like, Mm -hmm. you're like, um, these kids are screaming and crying because they're out of their routine and the, right. and the in-law and the grandparents are trying to step in. Like, do you, right. is it better to establish those boundaries up front? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think being mindful and having the awareness, like exactly yeah. like what you're saying is key to any problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we don't have the awareness, we can't address it. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so I think what you're saying is spot on and it really is helpful to have that mindfulness and awareness going into it. And even in the communication with others, mm-hmm. Um, because miscommunication fuels, mi- fuels mistrust. Communication builds trust. And so when you're communicating those things, I think it's very helpful. And I also think there's a difference between image and reality. I think for a lot of us, we want to have, we're, we're not even realizing it, but subconsciously we're trying to fit our family dynamics within an image that mm-hmm. is not our reality. So every family looks different and it's okay if your adopted mom is somebody that you're not very close with anymore. Mm -hmm. And instead you're closer, you know, every family dynamic is going to be made up and look very differently. And it doesn't always have to reach this image, the traditional image. Um, Right. So I think that's a good reminder too. And I think you brought up a good point. Kids are going to be out of their routine. So Mm -hmm. no matter their age, like trying to have this pressure of everything is going a certain way Mm -hmm. on time and everybody's happy about it. Like that's, Probably not realistic. Yeah. And so it's about giving yourself and your family members some grace during this because it's, yes, it's a time to celebrate, but it also is shifting the routines that we get accustomed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I know some people kind of, the term like holiday blues. Yeah. How does, how does that come about? Like what, what, what can bring that on for some people? Gosh, it's, it can absolutely vary. Yeah. Um, and I think that for many, I mean, so there is actually such a thing as seasonal yeah. affective disorder. I, yeah, I had, I, was, about sure, to, I yep. was just about to ask about that. <laughs> yes. And it really is a real thing mm-hmm. where people feel during certain seasons, mm-hmm. they 
can face more depression, um, more anxiety. Um, so for some that it can actually look like that. Uh, and then for others, it might just be that the holiday time, like Dr. Gastineau was saying in the beginning, the holiday time is a reminder of the people that are no longer in their lives, maybe because mm-hmm. they're grieving. Um, or it's a time of family turmoil and family relationships that are not the way that we yeah, want them to be, perfect. right? Not picture yeah. perfect. Yeah. Um, and so because of that, the holidays can bring about kind of a bluesy yeah, time yeah. as opposed to this, again, if we're pointing at media, um, I'm, I'm kind of picking on it, but <laughs> yeah. it's true. I yeah. want people to be aware of it yeah. because of how much it affects us. Yeah. Um, but media is always going to portray these perfect pictures, mm-hmm. um, the Pinterest worthy, the yeah. perfectly Photoshopped. Um, and so that also, it plays a role. It's kind of this perfect storm that can happen that leads to what we call like the holiday blues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, especially for those that might be struggling, um, uh, again, financially in poverty. Mm-hmm. Um, society doesn't always speak to them and through our media outlets. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it can be a harder time than other times in the year. Yeah, no, I think a culmination of all the things we've discussed can lead to it. Um, I think it's really about when you're starting to feel that way, reach out for help. Yeah. And then, um, you know, and, and manage your expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, like just a, one example that popped in my head when we were talking is, you know, maybe people can't travel this year because of the price of right. traveling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in general, um, or the complications that go with it, you know, and so you might have a Christmas or a holiday season that looks different than what you're used to. Um, but it's, it's kind of acute and situational for this year. And so not to kind of go into this catastrophic thinking that this is your new reality forever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just really find somebody, a professional to work with about how to manage those thoughts and those feelings and combat them with healthy Mm self-care practices. Absolutely. I love that you mentioned that because we can even like use that example just for anyone who's listening, like a takeaway again, like truth and meaning. Mm -hmm. It all boils down to your why, your truth and your meaning. And when you can sit down and like even write that out Mm -hmm. with yourself, like, okay, A, what's the truth of my situation? Financially, I don't have the money to travel to visit my family like I wished mm-hmm. overseas or in another state. That's the truth. First step, you know, and that can come with emotions. And so maybe it is like she's saying, working with a professional, face your truth of your situation. As grim as it may be, as, you know, moderate as may, as it may be, that really is one of the most important things because otherwise we can get distracted by the way of the world or the way that we want it to be and stretch our th- mm-hmm. so ourselves into situations we shouldn't be in. Right. Uh, and then the second part is the meaning. What is our individual and our fam- familial meaning for this time? And if you can answer those two questions and let it be your guide, it really can help you to answer the rest of right. the questions that come about during right. this, you know, what can be challenging time. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that is all just like such great, helpful information. Oh. Is there anything else that uh, you want to add? You want the audience to know about that, about, um, you know, managing this tough time? And uh, it's not, it, I don't want to say it's like a tough time. It's not a tough time no, for everybody. No, it's just complex. It's complex. It's complex. complex. Yeah. Positive things that yeah. will happen in your life and things that are more sad or negative. And so right. it's like, how do you balance all those feelings? Mm-hmm. Like I said, they kind of come to a head at the end of the year. Yeah. yeah. I and would I say. Know, oh, and sorry. I, oh, sorry. And I know we were talking on our team and stuff. A mm-hmm. lot of people, a lot of the like stress for us or whatever is that like the mom or the head of the household is the one doing everything, mm. you know, running the kids around, doing, the role pressures doing all the, yeah. um, Christmas shopping, trying mm-hmm. to get the tree up, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I know like some people don't, are not looking forward to the holidays because it's so busy. Right. Yeah. Um, that's a, actually a really great point. Yeah. There's a, yeah. that's a, a role. Mm-hmm. 
pressure that happens for a lot of moms um, and dads in different ways yeah. too, of yeah. course, but it's very real. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of boils back down to what we were saying uh, earlier. And hopefully it doesn't sound redundant and repetitive, but it really does go back to the truth and the meaning for you as an individual mm-hmm. as well. And so if, even if it's making that time each day to meditate, to ground yourself, whatever you have time for the rest or don't have time for, it's being okay with that as, as opposed to constantly being on a rabbit wheel or a hamster yeah. wheel. Sorry. Hamster wheel. Um, and trying to do it all and fit it all in. That is just, it, it's just, it's, we're not machines, no, you know? Right. And so we're robots and I'm, completely guilty of it as a mom of two littles. I try to do the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, if you're, you're taking that self-care for yourself by f- like, even if it's waking up and not letting yourself do anything else except meditate, grounding yourself, um, and then going down to tackle your to-do list. And if you can't fit it all in Christmas tree didn't come up. Oh, well next yeah. year, maybe ne- or next day, yeah. you know, um, and managing those expectations can sometimes help. And, and again, really shutting out the world and not letting it tell you I remind you, uh, cause really it's solicitation. If we, yeah. we don't, we have, we put no soliciting signs up mm-hmm. on businesses. Yeah. And when people try to come knock and sell something, we say, no, thank you. No soliciting. Yeah. Well, when you open your social media platforms or technology, you're getting solicited at yeah. 24 seven. And so if you really have this no soliciting rule, it can kind of remind you at, to shut it out really. Yeah. Um, I think that's a big one too. I love and that. getting help. Yeah. Don't forget to get help. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Calling a counselor. Yes. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, I think that was all great, you know, great advice for everybody in the holidays. Do y'all want to do some um, rapid fire questions? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited right. about this. <laughs> um. All right. These are holiday themed. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you prefer Little Debbie Christmas tree cakes or the Little Debbie gingerbread men? Christmas tree cakes, 100%. Gingerbread men. <laughs> Ooh, I love it. I, I like, like a cookie more I than I do a cake. Knew, Katie. <laughs> wow. I think I'm going to have to go uh, Christmas tree cake. I'm with you. Yeah. All right. Um, what's the number one gift uh, you hope Santa brings you this year? Ooh. I don't even know. I mean, I don't know if, I don't know if Santa can do this, but time. I have a special yeah. time. <laughs> the gift uh, of time yeah. for me. I love that. Um, what is your favorite Thanksgiving side dish? <gasps> All right, you know There's what? There's so many. If so, you have one, go. Well, I have a newer one. Oh, let's hear it. Because, you know, go, yeah. been in Baton Rouge now since 2010. Mm. Spinach Madeline. It's not mm. a New Orleans mm. thing. Yep. And I have learned it's my favorite. Yes. I actually know the the Madeline? person it created. Yeah, <laughs> Madeline Wright. Just, I graduated. Wow. I graduated with her. Uh, celebrity. Grandson, nephew, yeah, oh, William McKnight. Awesome. Yes, if he's listening, <laughs> um, yes, I think that was his great aunt. Uh, but yeah, she created the the original spinach Madeline recipe. That's wow. awesome. Yeah, that is definitely one of my favorites. I think I would have to add though the stuffing. Mm. I, I'm a bit. I love turkey stuffing, and you only get it right yeah. usually right. for Thanksgiving. So. Yeah. Awesome. What about you? Yeah. Um, what's yours? I think it's mac and cheese. I'm, Ooh, I'm yeah. a pretty classic. Yeah. I love it, but it's good. Yeah. Um. What is your favorite Christmas tradition you started with your family? Ooh. Oh, gosh. Like, well, I mean, I guess the, the wrapping paper oh, wars, yeah, yeah, so yeah. we just kind of carried Can it continue. over. Yeah, yeah watching my tradition. kids, because my, t- my kids, unfortunately, didn't get to really know, know my dad. He was diagnosed yeah. with Alzheimer's a few years ago. So it's, it's kind of fun to see it, their excitement in it and knowing it's just been passed down. Yeah. yeah, and for me, it's cooking. 
in yeah. the kitchen with my kids. Yeah. Um, mm. My sister-in-law has a really good cinnamon roll recipe, and every year now, we've done this for a few years, everybody comes over in their PJs, oh, and we make that. homemade cinnamon rolls. Mm, and yep. they are the best. <laughs> They're so good. Share and the that. kids love to make them. And just really, it's really sweet to see kids get involved I in know. something like cooking because they're learning yeah. and they love it yeah yeah um especially when sugar's involved <laughs> uh, yeah absolutely oh i love that um what is your favorite holiday movie oh love actually although we've watched tom alone about 15 times this weekend but love actually is always my favorite okay i think it's usually christmas vacation okay national Lampoon's christmas vacation yeah yeah that's good um what's the best present you got as a child like what's the one you remember like waking up that morning and being like oh my god I can't believe I got this this is uh, I mean <laughs> you're gonna laugh at this I, it's I think Dr. I know to laugh. Um, <laughs> so every year when I was little I used to ask for a wolf a real live wolf like the real thing okay because I had seen the read the Jack London novel White Fang and seen the movie when it came out in theaters. My mom took me and that movie really made an impact on me. And so my parents were like, this is ridiculous. She won't let this go. I mean, they would try stuffed animals. Like it didn't work. So one year they surprised me and got me an Adopt-A-Wolf kit from the store Natural Wonders in the mall. And we adopted a real wolf. And I mean, it was no. it was very, very to make real. this relevant. Like that, that, I was so excited. That whole thing that was like ask ask men how often do they think of the Roman Empire? That's Kate. That's, that's Dr. Betzer Ro- with a wolf. Yes, that's her Roman Empire. That's her Roman Empire. Wolf. It that's is hilarious. It is, that. or just animals in general. I would think, but wolves. Yes, for sure. I love animals. Oh yeah. my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. What's yours? Oh my gosh! I mean, th- so when I was. Uh, in the fifth grade, I got a I got a horse, and that was like life changing oh, for wow. me. Yeah, that's a big one. I know, I know. Literally, yeah. literally, yeah. My it was the my my parents had had divorced like the year before, and so I always tell people I think it was like my divorce present, but <laughs> it really was so meaningful for me because I think kind of to tie in animals, like just learning to care for an animal mm-hmm. at such a young age, and just the respect and the responsibility that goes with it, um, really taught me a lot of life lessons. But that was a a big impact on my life riding horses and so how did like did they like bring you to the horse like how did you know you got a horse no I got a saddle okay I got a saddle under the tree um but actually we 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 got the horse like the week before yeah um and so uh yeah so I kind of I knew that I had gotten the horse but then I got like the swag for it after yeah that's (laughs) hilarious I was expecting y'all to be like a bike and y'all were both like an animal Animal. a wolf wolf and a horse horse. yeah (laughs) I later found out in my adult years that they donated a whole of $20 to the wolf and never again. Because apparently it was later like a years, money thing. Later years, she says later like, years. So this was like you, like six months ago. <laughs> like six months ago I found so out. So you're still um, comprehending this. She's yes. like dealing with this. Yeah. I mean, but a contribution was made. A contribution was made. Awesome. Well, that is so great. I think that's all the questions I have. Is there anything else that you want our audience to know about the holidays? Just a reminder about that spending time to, to figure out your truth, your meaning, and your why yeah. during this time. I can't stress that enough. Like the time of independent self-reflection without distractions, shutting off the noise of the world is the biggest gift you can give yourself, truly. Yeah, yeah. And I think just being very gentle, kind to yourself and to others, this is a hard time for a lot of people, um, yourself included. Mm-hmm. And so just remember that. It's just always easier to be kind than angry and ra- ragey. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, thank y'all so much for being here. Thanks for having us. This was great. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you.